Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillah. Salatu vesselamu ala Resulillah ve ala alihi ve sahbihi men wala. Ladies and gentlemen, assalamu alaikum and welcome to the Safin Saadi Nothing But Facts live stream on a day in which it is Tuesday today, which is a day in which um, we're going to read some of the Shema'at of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We're going to usually read that Mondays, but yesterday I wanted to read from Al-Ghazali's Tafsir a little bit just to open the door on that. Uh, we're going to go on uh, to chapter 2 now of Sayyid Muhammad Adawid Maliki's book on the perfection of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The title of the book is called Muhammad the Perfect or the Complete Human Being. The, of all the attributes, the best attributes that you can give somebody, the best one is to say that they're complete, which means there are no flaws in this person. Uh, everything about them hits the mark, and everything about them is right. So uh, you could say that someone is handsome, but that doesn't mean that they're smart. You could say someone's smart, but that doesn't mean that, that you want them around, right? Uh, if you think about it, if I, like I said yesterday, if, if, if I tell you that, the strongest guy is going to walk in this room. Chances are, this is not a guy that you. Chances are, this is not a guy that you uh, would imagine uh, will be compassionate, right? He's just just the strongest guy. Now, if I tell you the most compassionate man is coming in, it's not someone that you imagine can protect you. Okay, so every every um, quality has a natural. There's a natural inclination that. It's, it's not something else, right? The natural inclination in a person that if you have a great quality, then you probably don't have the opposite of that quality. You see? That's usually how it works. If I tell you that the smartest guy is going to walk in the room, you probably are not thinking that he's the handsomest guy, right? If I tell you the handsomest guy is going to walk in the room right now, you're probably not thinking that he's the smartest guy. So that's where most human beings lie in these opposites, these polar opposites. So what we see with the messenger of peace be upon him and the greatest um, um, compliment to give a person is that they are complete. They have no flaws. There's no gap in, in the quality of this human being and of this person. Okay. So, ثَبَتَ أَنَّهُ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمَ قَدْ أُعْطِيَ الْحُسْنُ كُلُّهُ the Prophet وسلم, as Sayyidina al, uh, 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 Yusuf was given all, half of beauty. Okay. Prophet وسلم, was given all of beauty. And this, but this was it crowned with two things Al Hayba, Al Jalaliya. He had a Hayba. The Prophet had a Hayba. A Hayba. It's like an aura of power that makes people think twice before they um, be informal with this person. It's like you, almost like a lion has a heba. Okay, a lion has a heba. So you think twice before um, the prophet said. said about the prophet: If you see him from far away, you fear him, but when you see him close up, you love him. So that's what a heba is. And if you want a heba, talk less. You want a quick route to Haiba? Talk less, laugh less. You're always laughing with everybody. Then uh, people just, they get comfortable with you, right? So I think that's a good thing in many situations. But if you want to be in a situation where people 
don't treat you like a friend. We're not friends here, right? Um, I'm here for a different purpose. I don't want people to either think I'm their buddy or something. If that's the case, then keep a straight face rather than laughing. So sometimes you need to do that because you need to be in a situation where people are taking you seriously. You just don't smile. That's it. That's how simple it is. It's really not that hard. And if you're in the opposite, if you want to be in a situation where people are at ease with you, smile, right? It's, that's how simple it is. Or, and make them smile. That's what Sayyidina Jafar al-Sadiq was, was called mazah. A mazah is somebody who used to always make other people smile. Because in his majlis, when he was in his majlis with his, his, his disciples and his students and the people that he loved them and they loved him, he was informal. That's Sayyidina Jafar al-Sadiq. When Malik came around and Sayyidina Imam Malik was surrounded by these elites and he felt that they need to be they need to know their place he just would never smile it was very rarely seen to smile because he was surrounded with people who need they need to know the line of respect that's the rule husni <laughs> Prophet وسلم, he says, was then surrounded by this beauty was covered. It was crowned and covered by something else, which was a divine light. That light calmed the nafs. So the women, when they saw the Prophet, وسلم, they didn't get physically tempted. Because you can't be a prophet. You can't, he couldn't fulfill his function. Of course, you can be a prophet with that, but because Sayyidina Yusuf was. But he could not fulfill the function Allah wanted for him okay, if women were tempted. Because not only would that bother the women, that would bother the men. Right? The men would be bothered by that. Okay? The men themselves would be bothered that our, our wives are attracted to the prophet. Right? They would keep their women away. So the Prophet ﷺ, to fulfill his function, he had a beauty by which the, it, the, the, the light that came from him calmed the hearts of the women so that they were not tempted. Okay, and that is extremely important. That it, the be- beauty of the Prophet was never conflated with a type of sensual attraction. فَأَمَّا الْجَلَالُ وَالْهَيْبَةُ فَقَالَ هِنْدِ بْنِ أَبِي هَالَةُ Remember who Hind ibn Abi Hala was. That's the son of Khadija from another husband, from the previous husband. Okay. He said about the Prophet ﷺ, and you, see, you could see Hind here is a unisex name. It has Hind, the wife of Abu, Abu Sufyan is Hind. And also this man is Hind. كَانَ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَمْ فَخْمًا He was grand. Prophet Sallallahu appearance was never meek. His appearance was grand. And that's what gave him the Haiba. Wherever, whichever, whomever he was with, he appeared taller than them. He appeared taller than anyone he was with. وَقَالَ عَلِي رَضِيَ اللَّهُ مَنْ رَآهُ بَدِيهَةً هَابَ If you saw the Prophet quickly, you became afraid of him. Like بَدِيهَةً, like really quick. But if you came near him, okay, then you loved him. وقال غيره كان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أوقر الناس 
في مجلسه ودخل عليه رجل فأصابته من هيبته رعدة فقال له هون عليك The Prophet وسلم, was the most dignified person in any majlis Dignified, for example, you could see people that they, they're just uh, informal they're un- They unwind quick Like some people, they're, just, they're quick to unwind All of a sudden, he seems slouching, putting his feet up tell- Talking about his personal life That's the opposite of this waqar is like a very respectful, almost sitting like a judge is sitting or like a king. Okay. So he had waqar in his majlis, so much so that a Bedouin came, had never seen such waqar. Again, waqar is this dignity and, and haiba that this Bedouin started to shake. That's how much he was, uh, this Bedouin started to shake, literally. And the Prophet said, Calm yourself, I'm the son of a woman who used to eat jerky. And jerky, it's the food of the poor. Jerky is when you take an old animal, that the, which has, you know, the meat's not going to be good. Then you slaughter that animal, but you don't cook the meat, you, you bury the meat. You put the meat in some container and you bury it. Okay. Or you just keep it on the side and you cover it with salt. You come back a couple months later and that, and you have jerky. Okay, So the meat actually never cooked. It's just salted. That's what jerky is. Now, this jerky today, you eat it, you're just basically eating... Yeah. So it's just dry meat. You just... And they just take it. It's like a, it becomes so dry. It was like a piece of leather. You take it, you chew on it. You suck the nutrients from it, and then it dissolves little by little by little in your mouth, and that's how you get the nutrients. That's what jerky is. And the Prophet said his wife, his mother, I am the son of a woman who eats jerky. So it means my mom is probably just like your mom in that sense. Simple, we're simple people, basically. وَيَقُولُ عَمْرَ بْنُ الْعَاسِ عَنْ حَضْرَةِ الْمُصْطَفَى صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمُ وَمَا كُنْتُ أُطِيقُ أَنْ أَمْلَأَ عَيْنِي مِنْهُ إِجْلَالًا لَهُ وَلَوْ سُئِلْتُ أَنْ أَصِفَهُ مَا أَطَقْتُ مَا أَطَقْتُ لِأَنِّي لَمْ أَكُنْ أَمْلَأُ عَيْنِي مِنْهُ Amr ibn al-As saw the Prophet was such, had such a haiba that he said, I never fill, filled my eyes with, with his look, glance at him, meaning I never stared, looked at him such a way that was full. Only way I could look at him was just glances up and down, just glances. And he said, "I can't even describe him for you because of that. I can't even describe the prophet. Like I wouldn't be able to describe him. Because to describe something, you have to look and look and look. You have other narrations where the Sahaba sit around the prophet, so I said him and stare at the prophet out of awe of his appearance. So it's you have to have an appearance because the appearance is." why the people one of the reasons that you follow somebody is that part of it is the appearance it's not the, the, the only thing obviously if the prophet had a majlis the people around the majlis would sit around and their heads would be bound uh, bowed and nobody would move. 
to the degree that people would imagine that there are some birds on their head. They would sit like this, and they would sit with their heads down when the messenger would speak. SubhanAllah. And, and they would just listen. وَقَدْ كَانَ الصَّحَابَةُ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمْ لَا يَسْتَطِيعُونَ إِمْعَانَ النَّظَرِ فِي The Sahaba could never just stare at him like this. لِقُوَّةِ مَهَابَتِهِ Because of his haiba. وَمَزِيدِ وَقَارِهِ And how dignified he was. وَمِنْ ثَمَّ لَمْ يَصِفُوا إِلَّا صِغَارُهُمْ As a result of that, who became the people who described the Prophet? Later on in the books, who described the Prophet? The youth. Because the young people don't have the same respect. They're just, on, they're just still on their childlike instincts. They stared at the Prophet, peace be upon him. أَوْ مَنْ كَانَ فِي تَرْبِيَتِهِ قَبْلَ النُّبُوَّةِ Or those who were in his household before prophethood, like Hind. Hind is his stepson. Prophet ﷺ had a stepson. It's important to recognize how much the Muslims embraced this concept of stepchilds. We have an allergy to stepchildren because of these Cinderella and things like that. And that's not right. People with children need to marry other people with children because what are they going to do? Now you have a child you're never going to marry? No. Step this, we got to get rid of this uh, Cinderella stepmom, step evil stepkids syndrome. Yes, of course you'll never be like your mom, but it is a type of mother. Okay. Our stream still starts at one. It just got super late today. Okay. So this this the idea of the stepchild is should not be something that we really gotta break the we ha, we are have a Christian mentality towards marriage. You just have to marry it has to be just this the perfect two point five kids and you have it's not how life works. It's not how the life used to be. Families, like the blended family they talk about today, it's as if they're talking about something new. Always, for going to our history, you had in-laws, people living with each other in the same large house. You had people with kids. You had a stepson. Here the Prophet ﷺ has a stepson. And he takes Sayyidina Ali in the house. And he has daughters in the house. So what does he do? They like lived in different sides of the house. Right? Of course, the rules of Islam and hijab had not come yet. But if they were to come, all right, it's not the end of the world. You can have different wings of the house. Right? You have different wings. And you have certain times. You don't come out at this time so because the, the sisters are going to use the house at this time. Right? So we have to be more flexible. Also, economics are not allowing for this this old way anymore the old ways it doesn't work anymore okay this concept of every family every couple has to have their own home the economics of life don't suit this anymore right and people need to be living there's be more people in the house and i think there's a baraka in that too there's a lot of baraka there's a lot of depression that comes in a house that's like three people in it right you got a grandson here, a cousin here, a grandparent there, and it's all mixed up. There's a lot of more baraka. There's more sharing, and chances are somebody who's going to be having a good t- uh, day, another person's having a bad day, and you wa- you cancel each other out, right? You lift up the one who's having a bad day, 
Okay, the one who's having a great day, all right, calm it down a little bit because not everyone's as happy as you. So spread your happiness and help others. So there's a lot of baraka. Tons of baraka for this. Okay. وَمِنْ عَظِيمِ مَهَبَتِهُ كَمَالِي وَقَارِيَ أَنَّهُ كَانَ فِي مِنْ مَجْلِسِي مَنْ جَلَسَ إِلَيْهِ هَابَهُ وَرُبَّمَا أَخَذَتْهُ رَعْدَ شَدِيدًا مِنَ الْهَيْبَ الْمُحَمَّدِيَّ وَلِذَلِكِ كَانَ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ يُبَاسِطُهُمْ وَيُلَاطِفُهُمْ لِيَسْكُنَ وَرَوْعَهُمْ So what did the Prophet do? When, he, when the people were so at awe at the Messenger, he used to say little things to them here and there that would calm their hearts down. Like there's a famous hadith of the Prophet Wasallam when he came upon a little boy that he used to pass by regularly. This little boy, he had a little bird. That was his pet bird. Every um, time the Prophet would see him, he'd see the pet bird. Then one day he saw the uh, boy crying. So he said, what happened to your bird? He said, he... he signaled with his hands that it flew away, right? So the Prophet obviously knew this. He was crying, and he said, Ya Umair ma fa'la nughayr. Right? Ya Aba Umair ma fa'la nughayr. What did the little bird do? Right? And the, and, the, and the boy said it flew away. So the Prophet would, is asking a question that he knows the answer to, right? That's basically one of the ways that the prophets, peace be upon him, used to calm people down is ask them a question that he knows the answer to. So, and sometimes he would ask like funny questions to them. For example, one of his close sahaba to him, um, can't remember who it was, he was sick and his one eye was, was, it was like a sickness in one eye and he was eating dates. And the prophet said, him, said you, you eat dates when you're sick in one eye? Right, and he the it's a joke because there's nothing wrong with that, right? So the 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 man said the Sahabi said I'm eating with my other eye, right? So what's the point of that? It's just an icebreaker. It's to show basically that you don't you do not need to be afraid, you don't need to be nervous. That's what the point of such little exchanges are. It's like small talk and icebreakers, right? Uh, people don't know how to do this. They suffer in life. Well, lie, they suffer in life. They want to be friends with people, but they, they don't know how to. And they imagine all speech must be functional, right? You go up to somebody, if you want to make an icebreaker, right? Uh, you, just, you just ask them a question about something, right? Where'd you get that scarf? It's not like you're going to buy one. You just It's an icebreaker. And people have to know how to do this. And people who get far in life... They know how to melt the ice, right? And calm the, the air a little bit. People who are sort of, unfortunately, I hate to say it, but more on the clueless side, they imagine all speech has to be a functional, of a functional purpose, right? And sometimes don't know how to take a joke. And uh, so uh, that's what the Prophet is meant here when he says, right? He used to, to talk to them and say these things to them just to break the ice and make them feel at ease. جَاءَمْ عَنْ قَيْلَ بِنْتُ مَخْرَمَ أَنَّهَا قَالَتْ لَمَّا رَأَيْتُ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ مُتَخَشِّعًا فِي الْجَلْسَةِ وَهُوَ قَاعِدٌ الْقَرْضَاءُ أَرْعَادَتْ مِنَ الْفَرْقِ 
من الفرق أي الخوف فقال رجل يا رسول الله أرعت المسكينة قالت قيلة فقال صلى الله عليه وسلم ولم ينظر إلي وأنا عند ظهره يا مسكينة عليك السكينة So a rhyme this time The Prophet used a rhyme to calm someone down So here a woman came in So Qayla bint Makhrama She was there She said I was with the Prophet And he was in a state of khushua In a gathering Another woman came in Okay or she, Makrama Qayla came in. Okay. Um, so another woman came in and she became so nervous in the presence of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Like she was so in awe of the Messenger, peace be upon him. So Qayla said, O Messenger of Allah, uh, sorry, a man, another man who was there said, O Messenger of Allah, you, you scared this poor woman by your 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 awe and he called he described the woman as al miskina ar'atta al miskina you made this poor woman this miskina woman afraid so the prophet sallallahu said in order to calm her ya miskina alayki sakina which means he called her miskina Miskina is like a like a miskina is like a poor woman. Doesn't mean financially poor. Could be impoverished in any way. And it's a word of sympathy. When you say someone's a miskin, you're sympathizing with them. So he said, Yeah, miskina upon you is to have you should have sakina, which is serenity. So he used like a rhyme to lighten it up, right? Lighten the the this woman's state. فلما قالها قالها أذهب الله ما كان دخل قلبي من الرعب. So this was Qayla herself. She said, when the Prophet said those words, all my fear of sitting in the presence of the Prophet is gone. Okay. I think this thing is is this is one of the features that in general is totally missing from American culture, and it's part of it was probably more present in old European culture and really globally, but the Americans have totally removed any sense of Heba. And I have I think that it's like a reverse response to uh it's like a reverse response to the excesses of the past maybe, but there there's no there's absolutely no honor for people. Right, it's it's usually rare that people honor other people, and in a sense, when a, if your parent was to come in, it, it, like your dad was to come in, he's not going to be treated like anyone else, right? He's an older man, right? That type of thing doesn't exist in American society, and it rubs off on people, and you see people just calling each other by their first names. I knew I, when I was growing up in um, elementary in in high school. Our our sock our captain. Uh, we were on a going to a game one time, and he said, "Oh, there's Pete. He looks like he's coming to watch the game." And he, it started off by being funny, but it started now like 
all all the kids started calling their dads by their first name. Right? But the Quran says, Ya Abati, or Ya Bunaya, like respectful terms to the father and the son. So um, that Haiva is foreign to us when we read that, but it's something that uh, was was very present in those times. وعن أبي مسعود البدري رضي الله عنه قال إني لأضرب غلاما لي إذا سمعت صوتا من خلفي اعلم أبا مسعود قال فجعلت لا ألتفت إليه من الغضب حتى غشيني فإذا هو رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال أبو مسعود فلما رأيته صلى الله عليه وسلم وقع الصوت من يدي من هيبته صلى الله عليه وسلم فقال لي والله لله لله أقدر عليك منك على هذا فقلت والله يا رسول الله لا أضرب غلاما لي بعدها أبدا A man named Abu Mas'ud uh, Someone behind him was making noise And it, he thought it was his son Making noise behind him So he turned around with his whip to hit his son. I don't know what the situation, but the noise was bothering him, right? He looked up, he found it's the prophet. So he he got so startled, he dropped his whip. Prophet said, Abu Mas'ud, Allah has, more, has power over you. In other words, be merciful to these kids. You don't abuse your power here. Allah has greater power over you. So here you have the Prophet advocating for, for mercy towards children from strict parents, excessively strict parents. In the East, the parents were excessively strict. In the West now, in the modern times, they're, it's the opposite. The parents need to call uh, the um, family protective services against their kids. That's how it is today. And by the way, they change it from child protective services to family protective services. From CPS to FPS. I'm not even kidding that some parents need to call FPS on their kids. My kids is abusive, right? Because that's how far we swung the other way. You go to the East, and I'm seeing seeing parents put such absurd burdens on their kids that it's like, I'm surprised this kid is like hasn't had a stroke from the ridiculousness and the absurdity of what the parents expecting. And some of the parents are still living in the old village era where in the old village era, there's like 50 people in the whole village. When you marry, you only got an option of three people. So they just match you up. All right, you, you're going to marry her. All right, you're like seven, eight years old. Like, okay. And then five years later, they're like, all right, it's time for you to marry. Right? And in the back of your mind, that's the woman you're going to marry. You saw her once, maybe. Then, fast forward, next generation, they're sort of in the cities, but they still got that mentality. They bring the son in, son, son, you're going to get married. I'm like, what? Yes, here she is, the black and white picture of her. You're gonna, then there's, the other family's doing the same thing. Fast forward, and we're in America, and they're still doing this. Some of my friends had to go through that. And I'm like, what world? Or what world are you living in? Run away from home. Run. Run to, to California, to Florida. They're marrying you by force. 
What? In an era that your kid grew up on HBO and went to public American high schools and you're just like forcibly being married to a woman from home or the opposite, a woman, and they're telling her your husband, you're going to importing your husband that you're going to live with the rest of your life, run away from home. What? And they did it. And maybe one out of 10 was okay. Got lucky. But I've seen a lot of kids, like literally, I remember being in the student center and we're like counseling the kid. I couldn't believe it, right? So that, that in the East, that toughness in the East, maybe at some people here on the chat, they're saying that's gone. Right? That they're saying that's gone in the East. It's all the same now. No edip. Chaos. So excess in the East and excess in the West. But it seems that the West has dominated now. And now you have complete um, informality of people. And I think that's the, that's the penalty. The penalty of not being, not having taqwa is that Allah Ta'ala causes it. Your own children not to, fear, not to have... Any piety towards you? A manuraniya. As for the the light of the Prophet this is two things that the Prophet was covered with. He was covered with this haiba, but he was also covered with this light. We showed what the beauty of the physical face of the Prophet used to look like that points to that. And this this is a, a, a dis- disputed hadith, but Abdul Razak Sanani cites it from Jabir, and that is what is the first thing that Allah created? It is often known as the pen, as the first thing Allah created. This narration says, The light of your Prophet, O Jabir, and that is narrated by Abdul Razak Sanani. Bayhaqi narrates it with some, some differences in it. So how do we make sense? Did Allah create the light of the Prophet first? Or did Allah create the pen first? So meaning that it could be that the first general creation was the pen, but the first light was the light of the Prophet Okay. This is a chain of transmission of Ahl al-Bayt, Ali, from Hussein, from his father Ali. Because Al-Hussein named his son Ali. Ali Zain al-Abidin, son of Hussein, son of Ali and Fatima. Okay. Daughter of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Kuntu nuran bayna yadayi rabbi. I was a light with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A light in the presence of Allah. 
the first thing that he was was an anur first وهذا الحديث ذكره الحافظ ابو الحسن علي بن محمد بن القطان في احكامه وابن القطان من نقاد الحديث المعروفين بصناعته ومن اشد العلماء عنايه بالروايه والحفظ والاتقان he is citing Abu Muhammad ibn Qattan Ibn al-Qattan being somebody who was uh, extremely rigorous in verifying hadiths and he did not open the door loosely to accepting all hadiths and this is one of the hadith that that he narrates وَمَا ثَبَتَ هَذِهِ النُّورَانِيَةِ قَوْلُهُ تَعَالَى قَدْ جَاءَكُمْ مِنَ اللَّهِ نُورُ A light has come to you وَكِتَابٌ مُبِينٌ Quran Allah says in the Quran, it has, you, you, you have received from Allah a light and a clear book. The book is the Quran, the light is the Prophet. فَقَدْ قَالَ كَثِيرٌ مِّنَ الْعُلَمَاءِ إِنَّ الْمُرَادِ بِالنُّورِ هُوَ مُحَمَّدْ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ Tabari says that. And Ibn Abi Hatim and Qurtubi. Qatada says, and Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم. النور Muhammad. ما يدل على هذه النورانية أيضا ما ثبت بالطرق. What is a, what does نور do to a person when light enters the heart? It decreases naturally. It has an impact of decreasing your worldly desires. Your passions and worldly desires tend to be all decreased greatly when uh, نور enters the heart. All worldly desires they tend to decrease when Nur enters the heart. And that is one of the values and purposes of Nur entering the heart. Okay, and that's one of the uh, signs that its light has entered the heart and not something else. Because oftentimes people, they, they may imagine something like the light of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What is it? It's like a state that I'm in. No, that state has to have descriptions. You can have a lot of caffeine. How do you know what state you're in, Right. The state that you're in is essentially, it, 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 the, 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 if it's light from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then your worldly desires decrease. Your desires for the afterlife and thinking about spiritual matters increase. And you begin to literally prepare for death. Okay, Literally, you're starting to prepare for, 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 for death. Tawbah, making things right with people, having um, paying your debts off. Things like that. Okay. Red cheeks. I want to learn how to reduce my worldly desires. You, you, you can you can reduce your worldly desire. They'll reduce by themselves by the increase of remembrance of Allah. If you increase in dhikr, your nafs calms down. It's almost like when how do you calm down a dog, a wild dog? You don't beat it. You're agitating it more when you do that. You decrease the dog's food and you may make some mellow sounds or whatever, right? That would cause the dog to be calm, right? And that's something that, for us, it's the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Dhikrullah. And it's going to take time. Okay. فقد قال كثير من ومما يدل على هذه النورانيه ايضا ما ثبت بالطرق المستفيضه من انه صلى الله عليه وسلم لما ولد رات امه نورا وخرج معه نور اضاءت له قصور الشام 
أضاءت له قصور الشام قصور مفعول به وذا فتحة منصوب بالفتحة When the Prophet was born his mother saw a light and that allowed her to see the palaces of Shem Well what does that mean? Why Shem? That's because the light of this teaching will reach Shem more than any other place. Shem is the area where the not this knowledge has been more consistent for longer than any other place. And there's not a place in the world, I would say, that Aqidah has been more consistently taught properly. And Ahlullah have consistently been, been found than the land of Shem. And Shem refers to Damascus in specific, then everything else around it in general. Shem is a special place in the seat of the Prophet ﷺ, always talks about Syria. Right. Which is, it is Damascus in particular, and, and the rest of Syria in general. Okay. What did the Prophet, who did the Prophet ﷺ always talk about? Shem and Yemen, right? Well, who's suffering right now? Who's being purified? They're being purified. Shem and Yemen. What did the Prophet ﷺ warn against? Najd. The Gulf. The spine of the Arabian Peninsula, and that, which includes the Gulf countries. Who today has all the dunya around them? The Gulf countries. Okay. Sahaba would say it's as if Nur is entering uh, from his house. No, we still start at one, by the way, the live stream. We still start at one. It just got late today. Light, light entering from the mouth of the Prophet. It's as if a light comes out of him. Okay. Let's stop here. Right, we can read one more. A couple more. He always had a light. The Prophet was face was always filled with woman. <clears throat> See, he says here that many of the ignorant think that the, it, this means he has his body was issuing light beams. And this is not what the meaning of light coming from the Prophet's sentiments. That's a wahm. It's a misunderstanding. Okay. The Prophet is not like a lamp that was walking with light rays coming out of him, he's saying here. This is what he's saying. Lamba kahrubaiya, he calls it. Right? This is not, it's not like a, lamp, a light bulb. Right? No. It wasn't like that. Yes, he says, We don't deny that it's possible the Prophet ﷺ, that light could have come from him physically. But this is not what they mean when they say Nur is coming from him. Okay? Because light can come from plastic. Light can come from metal. Light can come from copper. Whatever it is. And but when physical light came from him it was not the normal state. It meant that it was in certain states when it was needed. Okay. 
What is meant by this light is that the hearts of the people were calmed towards the dunya and they desired what is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They desired Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is, that's what it was meant, that you were affected by the messenger, peace be upon him. That's what they meant by that. He says that anytime the light had a physical appearance, that was the one-off mujiza, one-off miracle the Prophet said. But that's when they meant that that the Prophet had a light with him. And what they meant is that it touched their heart, it was constantly touching their heart and come. That's what's more important. A light, I can get you a light right here, right? Habib Omar says when talk, people talk about he has nur on his face, he said someone could go put some cream on their face and you could look bright. That's not the point. The point is that. When that person is with others, their desire to disobey Allah just decreases. It's like gone. And their desire to draw near to the Creator increases. That's the true meaning. of it's the, That's the impact of the light. That's the result of the light. Now, we do believe that there is an unseen, it's like an unseen nur. It's physically unseen, but it's perceived spiritually. And that's the effect the desire to be in obedience of Allah, to be in our orbit properly with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay? And that's what's more important than a physical lamp-like light. Okay? All right, and we are done with this. So, we can now open up and take some of your comments and questions today. Is Palestine and Lebanon part of Shem? Yes. No doubt about that. But uh, in the general element of the general abode of Shem is all of those four countries, Syria, Lebanon, Palestine, and um, Jordan too. That's also part of Shem. Jordan is sort of split. Question from Chocolate Walla. I was playing snakes and ladders with my daughter when I got scolded by cousin who leans light Salafi. Dice-based games are haram. Yes, there are dice-based games in our religion are between haram and makruh. Between haram and makruh. Different scholars say different things. For the simple reason that um, Allah Ta'ala does not want us to get used to games of chance. Allah does not love us to... Um, be involved in games of chance because then you get used to chance okay this question from instagram says why do hanafis do iftar a few minutes after everyone else i don't think that that's anything in hanafi fiqh i think that has to do with maybe they don't trust the, the clock or the calendar that's being used maybe that's what it's all about All right, let's go back to YouTube. Um Maryam, which place is the best place in the world to study the knowledge of Dean currently right now? I would say that if it if it has to do with aqidah then and Hanafi fiqh, then the best place is probably Turkey because of the Syrian scholars that are there. And it's accessible, and it's easy to use, easy to go to. It's easy to deal with. If you want to talk about having a heart filled with light, and 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 literally studying everything about the Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam, it's tarim. I would say. 
if it's Hivd al-Quran, Mauritania, but you can't go there. It's really too hard. Morocco, Mauritania. Morocco you can go to. Hivd al-Quran, their, their schools there are powerful. But Hivd al-Quran is everywhere. Really. You do Hivs here. Hmm? Yeah, you do Hivs here. We have some graduates, not from yet from our Hivs Academy program, but we do have local graduates who the Quran very well. How should I approach my non-Muslim parents' funeral? You should go to it, and you should bury them. But you're not going to bury them in the Muslim graveyard. You just bury them regularly. You go there. You just you're not allowed to make du'a, obviously, but you just respectfully bury them. Amira Love says, "Can you explain as recently a female judge, Nadia Khaf?" Is it was appointed and it's condemned because females being qadi is makru. However, in the past caliphs, we have fem- plenty female of jur- uh, plenty of female jurists. So a jurist is different from a judge. A jurist gives rulings on God's religion. A judge would have to enforce penalties, and that's where the Sharia it forbids for women. To enforce the had penalties, okay, and to enforce financial penalties that would um, come upon people and destroy them, essentially. And the Sharia does not want the woman to have to do that to somebody else because it could affect her, right? That someone's going to get executed, and then that they have a child, right? Sharia does not want that burden on the heart of a woman. You have to execute a lot of stuff in society. It's they're bad, they're nasty duties, but they're duties. You do them, you don't like them, but that's the attribute that a man should have: is that he should be able to be a person of duty. I don't want to get up in the morning, but I have to. I have no choice. I don't want to have to execute this person, but I have to. I have no choice. I don't want to have to do this, that, or the other, but I have to. If she does not want that burden on women, that okay, so and so, execute this person. He's got a wife. He's got a little daughter, right? Well, Sharia does not want that burden upon women. And that's one of the reasons why those rules exist regarding being judges. And they're different within the Sharia, within the different madhabs. Until when can we pray Aisha? Well, it's valid until Fajr, but you're sinful if you delay it past half the night for no reason. Okay. Next question. We'll take rapid fire. How should I? Pr- How can we make more stronger connection with Allah? R- read about read the Quran with contemplation. Remember Allah much and read stories of the prophets. Glitter. I lost a friend recently to cancer, and I'm suffering from the same disease. Every time I make dua for my shifa, I hear words too that she asked. Allah for Shifa. She asked Allah for Shifa, but but that doesn't mean that now now everyone who asks Allah for Shifa from cancer is going to die because your friend died. No, that uh, that logic doesn't make any sense. Okay, you work on your tawakkul by knowing that Allah obligated you to have a good opinion of Him and obligated you to believe that du'a is going to be answered. If you don't fulfill that precondition, then that's the reason your du'a doesn't get answered. Okay. 
Any basis to folding prayer mats after done praying? The only basis that I see is that nobody walks on it with their shoes. That's it. You fold up the prayer mat so it stays clean. Because what's the point? The point is that you don't want your forehead going where there could be fungal infections. There could be all sorts of nasty things on the ground. Chemicals that were used to clean the ground, etc. So you pray on a mat. Okay? And you don't know where other people walked on rugs now. Sahaba didn't have rugging in the masjid the way we do. And hence didn't, didn't have infected, unclean rugs. So if you pray on something, the value, of, the reason that you'd fold it up is not anything spiritual. It's something physical, practical. So nobody walks on it. And then you prostrate where they walked with their bare feet. And the cloth receives, it holds dust and it holds sweat differently than dirt. In the time at the mosque of the prophet was dirt. The wind comes, moves it around, purifies it, and the and and the 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 maybe funguses didn't sit in the same way as they would sit on a rug. So that's why the Sahaba did not pray on ever pray on rugs. They didn't need to. But if we're on the world of rugs, and you got people walking barefoot, and you got people who were in the bathroom, made wudu, went and wore flip flops that twenty other people wore. And then come walked in the musalla. Who knows what the heck is in that rug, right? And unfortunately, you go to a public mosque, not everyone's toilet trained. I'm telling you, we've seen it. We're unclogging toilets all day. People are not toilet trained. Do not underestimate or overestimate this fact. Okay? So who the heck knows what's going on on these rugs? So you get your own prayer mat for tarawih. You're going to make sujood. 40 times in 20 rakas, right? 20 rakas, you're going to make sujood 40 times. If each said, add Aisha, 48 times. Add Sunnah, 50 times. Add Shaf and Witr, 50 plus 6, 56 times. If each sajda is what? 15 seconds? So do the math now. 20 minutes, maybe 15 minutes, your head, forehead's going to be on that rug. So if you have a doubt in your mind that the message didn't vacuum, didn't clean, you pray on your own rug. That's okay for you to do. No haraj. Okay? So you fold it up because it may have, you know, may not be clean. That's it. Oh, the germaphobes are crazy. Yeah. So... You don't even have to take a prayer mat itself. A handkerchief is enough. Your hands don't need a musalla, right? Your knees don't need it. A handkerchief is enough. If if you have a doubt about your masjid, that, or if it's a strange place, you, you don't know. So that's the difference between our time and the Prophet's time. In the Prophet's time, they were praying on sand. And that wind is moving it around, and it's always clean. The Saracen says, yesterday you said that health insurance is haram, but necessary. What about life insurance? Life insurance is not, no, it's not of the same necessity. There's no, ne- there's no necessity for life insurance, so it remains to be haram. What is the meaning of mushrikeen being najis? Ma'nawi. It's ma'nawi. It's, it's, it's in, in their aqidah is false. That's what it means. It does not mean, so for example, if, Let's hypothetically say my mother 
needs me to hold her hand. She's not a Muslim, let's say, and I'm praying. Is my prayer valid if I'm holding the hand of a woman who's not a Muslim? Yes, it's valid. Because that's not the najasa that we mean. The Quran does not mean that they are physically najis. Okay? They're not physically najis. They may be um, physically najis in the sense that they never take tahara. Yeah, that, so they're junub. Right? But the, that's different. They're junub. But najis meaning their aqidah is, is, is false. I'm forced to take life insurance. I'm forced to pay. If you're forced, you're not taken to account on what you're forced to do. Okay? You're not taken to account on something you are forced to do. And if they forcibly give it to you, well, that's a gift from them. Not my choice. It's a gift from them. You can take it. I'm developing a cold. At what point would I excuse from fasting? What, to the point that you literally you, you, you cannot fast anymore and you have to take some kind of medicine or tea or something like that. You have to judge that. I tried reading the Quran, doing dhikr and sleeping on wudu, but I have really bad dreams often. Any tips? Keep it up. It's not going to just stop right away from one time or two times or three times or five times. You have to keep it up. You have to also keep it up. You just keep doing that and hopefully the dhikr will shine a light in your heart and in your mind. That light will point you to the reason that you're having these bad dreams. The reason you have bad dreams, maybe you did something bad to somebody. Maybe you're afraid of something. The dhikrullah, one of its benefits is that it shines a light. And that light, the more light you have, the more you can see the problems. Okay? And then you can fix the problem. So keep it up. All the dunya's doors in my life are shut. And I'm very sad. It's getting very hard. That's my advice. Whoever makes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala their concern, Allah collects their affairs. Make Allah ta'ala your chief concern. And Allah collects your affairs. This is a hadith of the Prophet sallallahu Okay? So look into what act of obedience you're doing that or, or obligation that you're short you're coming up short on. Look at the um, prohibitions. See if you're fulfilling any of them. Clean up shop. Do a deep, clean accounting of yourself. An accounting of yourself. Do take yourself to account. Okay, in a deep way. Take yourself to account. And the, there's a book of fiqh. Act upon it. And then there must there must be a change. It has to change. It's impossible for Allah to, that uh, promises not to be true. Allah's promises are one thousand percent true. It is impossible for promise not to be true. What is this imama? Uh, just a general turban. Yeah, nothing special about it. Just a general turban. I like it. It's easy to wear. I shaved my head during Umrah. Wetting your lips with your tongue does not break the fast, no. Me and a husband always talk about our plan to go for the Dawr and Tarim. 
May Allah give you the tawfiq. Now start taking action. The talk becomes action. Then you're good. The Qadianis, no, they're not Muslims. They believe in another prophet after the Prophet Muhammad What book were you reading from? Muhammad al-Insan al-Kamil by Sayyid Muhammad al-Alawi al-Maliki. How do you make the most of Umrah during Ramadan? By the way, you're only allowed to do one Umrah, so really make the most of it. Like actual Umrahs, you're only allowed to do one. I guess the other brothers are going to try to sneak. I'm sure Ryan's going to have tricks, right? He did three already? No, I did three. You did three. No, but in Ramadan. In Ramadan, yeah. In Ramadan. And by the way, that is the Maliki opinion is that you, when you go for an Umrah trip, you only do one Umrah. You don't get back and forth, back and forth. You do Tawaf after that. But um, how to make the best of your time is, 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 is a simple decrease of distractions and increase of ibadah. Keep it simple. That's it. I heard the bid'ah that shaitan preys on the mat if you don't fold it. That's why they fold the corner. You're going to transmit stuff like that. You need some evidence. You fold the mat so that no one walks there. That's what makes sense. That's it. My parents used to tell me that the same thing, like jinn will pray. And then like when you grow up, you're like, wait. Why can't they just pray anyway? That's like, true. What, what is it? just going to pray right beside it? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Shaitan dances on it. Shaitan urinates on it. Whatever. Things are going bad for somebody. Always they're going terrible. Try to say to yourself, what is Allah message that Allah is sending me here? Am I doing something wrong? That's the way you solve these problems. All things are from Allah. You don't try to solve the individual problems. You try to go to the source. Am I doing something that is contradictory to fiqh? Am I doing something that, that is contradictory to what Allah wants? I go study my fiqh again. I, rev- I go look at my relationships. Is my relationship with my parent good or bad? Right? That's, those are the things you need to, to try to fix up. And you have to have the belief that... You, you must have the belief that... If I get things right with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He will make things right in my dunya. You must, must, must believe that. You cannot believe anything less than that. Huh? No, I'm good. I just like the look of it. You must believe that. You cannot possibly accept for yourself um, anything less. If I get things right with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, things must change in my life. This is a rule. Some people reject ijma' as a source. Um, First of all, where is ijma'? Ijma'? is only upon speculative verses. When all of the mujtahids, imams, have the same conclusion on the meaning of a speculative verse, that's ijma. That's it.
Can you explaining the ruling of clothes below the ankles? Yes, only out of arrogance. The Prophet made it very clear that it's only out of arrogance that that is sinful. All right? Only out of arrogance that it's sinful. If it's not done out of arrogance and it's just the culture of everyone's pants looks like this, that's not the problem here. What about if a woman is on haid or nifas, postpartum bleeding? Can how does What is her status with the Qur'an? The, in the Maliki opinion, janaba is self-imposed and you exited by yourself. Janaba, when a man and woman have relations, they did that on their own. And they can exit it on their own. It's by choice. So janaba, uh, you cannot recite the Qur'an in janaba except in evidence or a wurd. Like citing an evidence or a wurd. Not do tasmiyah of Qur'an or recite Qur'an. Okay? So that's janaba. Hayd and nifas are different. Imam Malik said hayd is something that is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's not something that is a woman's choice. Okay? And it is something that she should not be disallowed to recite the book of Allah because of. But what she cannot do is hold the Qur'an. So she cannot hold the Mus'haf. She can read from a tablet. She can read from a phone. She could read from uh, a tafsir. As long as the tafsir is not half the Qur'an. Okay? That's the rule in the Maliki school on women and 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 hayd and the recitation of the Quran. Uh, what if I pray eight rakahs in tarawih? No problem. Eight rakahs, four rakahs, two rakahs, twenty rakahs, thirty-six rakahs. No, no, any number of rakahs you do between Aisha and between the time you sleep counts for you as tarawih. Salma's son says, "Please answer the question." Tayyib, where is it? I don't see it. What is Selma's son saying that he wants us to answer? I I can't see the question, so send it again. What is that white and red thing? This says Allah on it. I just noticed yesterday that where it says Allah. Can we wear chapstick during the fast? Yes, but not a flavored one, and you cannot and you cannot lick it and swallow it. Not that anyone does that, but. Were the Ba'alawis Maliki originally? No, they're always Shawafa. It's just Imam al Haddad who said, if it was not Adab with the Salaf, I would have followed Malik in waters, in the rules of water. Okay. In the rules of water. Let Tabatu Malikan fil In the UK, day six of Ramadan has been completed. Congratulations. Allah taqabbal minkum wa minna jami'an. Can we keep a dog in the Maliki method? No. That's a common misconception. Just because we don't hold the dog saliva as najis, um, does not mean we can hold a dog in the house. We cannot keep a dog in the house. Um, that is strictly forbidden. And the uh, 
the um, the Bedouins, the farmers, they have different rules than us. For Bedouins and farmers, they don't have closed doors the way city people do. If you actually go to the Bedouin and the farmers, that their um, their homes are just like the doors are always open. I'm walking in with muddy shoes, it's different. So Bedouins and farmers, they live with the dog for functional purposes. And as a result, the dog come in the house, out of the house. It's not like they're keeping a pet dog. The dog's a shepherd. Or for the nomads, the dog's like protection for them, right? Dog's coming into the house all the time, right? And that's not a problem. But city folks are different. They're not allowed to keep a dog in the house. Malaika don't like it, so they don't enter. Simple as that. It's a common thing. It's in the set of Ibn Abi Zaid. Clearly forbidden for non farm for, for the people who live as in homes with closed doors the way we do. The nomads they live in tents. They don't have homes. Wherever they go, they prop a tent. That's not a home, right? The the farmers homes not like the farmers from Kansas, USA. I'm talking about the farmers that hardcore farmers, right? Hardcore farmers. There's shepherd dogs and sheep walking and chicken. Have you ever been to these places? I had a blast. It's like, you guys live like this? There's a chicken walking in your living room. What the heck? Right? It's, it's, it's a blast, I'm telling you. Right? I could not... It's so... Um, it was like a surreal experience for me to, to, to see how... And this is back in two, 1999, I think. And I went and I spent some time in the farmlands of Egypt. It's literally like animals just walking around everywhere. And the part of the home where they first enter in, it's like every, everyone, it's like public. Even the animals are coming in and out, right? Something else. Something else. Different way of living, different rules. So Selma's son, ask your question again, as Lily Rose is saying, because... Um, is it about 18 degrees and 15 degrees? Yeah, I go, go by 18 degrees when it comes to that. I don't think there is... I, I personally hold that 18 degrees has, is, is, has more reason to be followed, but I can't tell you that the 15 degrees is invalid either. Mu'mina says, Salaamu Alaikum, what's the ruling of gender boundaries? There are free mixing community iftars. Well, the f- prohibition... The, the gathering itself becomes forbidden when the bodies are touching, when it's so jammed that the bodies are touching, okay? The gathering itself, that's, that's forbidden, when the bodies are touching. The action that's forbidden is looking for pleasure to a person, looking at another woman for pleasure, and that which would lead to that, okay? Such as talk that has no need. What advice would you give someone with despondent heart in this month because of recent ordeals? You can transform your despondence into positivity if you realize that all tribulations and everything that cuts into your soul, okay, that cut, a seed could be planted in there. And a tree can grow out of that. All pains of the soul will have... If you handle it properly, if you say that this is 
a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How am I going to respond? I'm going to return to Allah ta'ala. This never happens that you get tested with a hardship. Turn to Allah ta'ala after that hardship with your broken heart. And that Allah ta'ala does not cause a beautiful fruit to come out of that. Meaning something that you will love and enjoy that will come out of that, that will be a ta'weed or a compensation for what you lost and suffered. This is mathematical equation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Guarantee. I'm with the broken-hearted ones when they come to me. Meaning when they come to me. Broken-hearted can go many ways. Broken-hearted turn to Allah with that. There is no way, it is not possible. It's like gravity. Okay? That you turn to Allah with that broken heart, except that Allah Ta'ala will bring. Now, and don't be stubborn. Say, did I do something wrong? Was I the cause of this? You have to do that introspection too. Did I do something haram? Did I do something wrong? There, there's a difference between wrong and haram. Right? Uh, not paying your taxes on time, then getting smashed with a fine. It's a haram. It's wrong. It was stupid. It's not haram. There could be some, some there's a difference between wrong and haram. I got to ask, did I do something wrong? Did I do something haram? And take that heart and bring it to Allah Ta'ala. You will find a good result sooner or later. Guarantee you. Guaranteed. It's not even a discussion. Okay. Trimming the beard in Madiki Madhab. Madiki method requires you to have anything that this the Muslim society would call a beard. And it is fard. Okay. And some even said it's a sunnah. Can a Hanafi pray behind a Madiki? I don't know, ask the Hanafis, but it should be fine. All the methods can pray behind each other. Amra Bintu had a question here that we... Uh, Amra Bintu... Diobandis and Qadianis? No, no, not even close. No, the Diobandis are a Hanafi group and the Qadianis are a Kafir group. They believe in another prophet after the Prophet. Not, not even a con- There's no comparison between the two except that they both come from the subcontinent. That's it. That's the only similarity that they have with each other. What's your opinion on homeschooling for Muslim kids? You gotta have some... They gotta have a big family to do that. One, two kids staying at home all day. I mean, that's just... I feel bad for the kids. To be quite honest with you. You need more social interactions. So you, you can homeschool and join and fill the schedule the rest of the day with activities. So yeah, that's fine. So from 9 to 1, you're going to do your schooling. But then from like 2 p.m., 3 p.m., all the way down, you have different activities. That's where you socialize. That's that. Yeah, at least you compensated, right? Compensated with it. There's not one way to socialize in life. There's many ways to socialize in life. And if you, all your option is public school, then homeschooling is your only option. You can't go to school with these, um, like openly teaching about and encouraging things that are haram for us. Hugh Lodi says, "You commit a sin while fasting." Is your fast count valid? Yes. You're sinful, but the fast is valid. There is a concept in Islamic law and worship of sinful but valid. If I seal your prayer mat and I pray on it, 
The prayer is valid, the theft is sinful. What is the reason nutritional injections don't break the fast? No, they do break the fast. If they energize you, they break the fast. Okay. How do I manage time in Ramadan? It's passing very quickly. Well, every day, first thing you do in the morning, you should try to open your musaf and read your juz. Remember, the Prophet Sallallahu was read every month of Ramadan, Sayyidina Jibreel would read the entire Qur'an with the Prophet So, that's what you should aim for. As a Maliki Ashari, can you pray behind a Brailvi? A Brailvi's Aqidah is probably no different than the Ashari Aqidah. Can we wear artificial lenses? Yes, you can. So there is no reason why you cannot pray behind a braille view. Okay. What should be told to Hanafi women if she asks me why I don't miss any lessons from my Quran? She's Hanafi and can't do that. If I tell that I'm in the Madiki opinion, yeah, you just have to tell her that you're following the Madiki opinion. That's it. You have to say, uh, uh, following the Maliki opinion, I'm a Maliki on this subject. It's not, a, it's not an issue for us. How do you stop overthinking about certain issues that may or may not occur? Well, you think about what you do want to occur. And that becomes a type of dua for you. right? You think about what you do want to occur. What about if you live in Newark? Can you get a dog for protection? If you live in Newark, you're going to need more than a dog. If you live in Newark. Steve says, please tell me once again, regarding me as so-called Hanafi, can ignore impure clothes? I nearly understood. No, in the Madiki opinion, they do have a strong opinion that taharatul khabath removing najasa from your clothes is a sunnah that's a strong opinion and the consensus has become that it is a fart if you remember and if you're able to do it okay so if you hypothetically let's say are living in a place or let's say you're a nurse or a surgeon, and the prayer time comes, and you're covered in blood. It's not physically possible for you to remove this najasa. Or you're a butcher at work. So the qudra is not there. It's not physically possible. So you can pray, regardless of that blood. That's an example of the phrase, ma'adhikri wal qudra. By remembering, or by being able. Should we perfume the prayer mat less in Ramadan? In the daytime, it is makruh, according to the Maliki school, to sniff nice things because it's considered a pash, a shahwa, desire. Makruh only. How do you guys in the U.S. not fear for your lives when there are shootings happening every day? Now, the blue hairs and the pink-haired 
and the Wokies are now carrying the guns. So let's just start to see where that goes in life. Yeah. Yeah. Now the Wokies are now... Um, Shazia says, when do you know when to stop making dua for something? When you stop wanting it. Remember, dua is about your desire. No one's forcing you. If you want it, you'll wait for it. That's the truth. If you truly want it, you will wait for it. Okay. Told you that I met people who dealt with situations for, for, for 15 years. I don't know how they get how they get through it. 15 years waiting, waiting, waiting. And they got through it. And they got what they wanted. It's a simple question of desire. Do you have the desire? Then you will wait for it. Okay? If you want something, you will wait for it. That's the sign that you want it. And then when it comes, it's going to come from Allah after that. You want to do anything. All right, Peralta says, if I married a Jafariya, she's Shiite. I, I am Madiki. My household then becomes Madiki. Well, you should worry about being Sunni first before Madiki because the Jafaris have Aqidah that is not accepted for us. So, you okay, marry the sister. You're going to tell her, listen, the condition of this marriage, this is a Sunni household and you're a Sunni woman now. Okay, yeah, I'm a Sunni woman. Okay, then say nice things about Abu Bakr and Omar and Aisha. Oh, mashallah, they're wonderful. They're radiallahu anhu. Okay. You're going to say it every day in this marriage, right? Until my heart's settled. But but Jafari fiqh um, also has, I don't know if their they're ibadat are valid in the four madhabs, but your your real situation is the aqidah. That's your bigger problem. Not only that, there's pragmatics. Now she's close to her family, right? And your grandkids are going to get babysitted by them. All right, listen. No masjid, no religious talk. You're not going to the Shia mosque, and I don't want a religious talk. You don't teach them the deen. You can wipe clean diapers, play merry-go-rounds, roll the ball, play with Lightning McQueen, do all that fun stuff with your grandkid. Do not teach them the deen. I teach them the deen. You lay down that line once, and you're good to go. And you lay down that line every once in a while. Okay. If you have so fallen in love with this uh, Shi'i convert into Ahl Sunnah, she converted from Shi'i to Sunni, fine. We're not going to stop the brother right, from marrying. But put the lines down clear so that your life can be easy. Like, listen, you have your deen, I have my deen. We're not having an intra-faith or an interfaith. Do not invite me, I will not invite you. This is too awkward, right? Just put a line. Hey, we can do other things together. We can go out to eat. We can go watch, you know, do something nice, right? <laughs> what else are you going to do with your in-laws besides eating? What is there to do with in-laws besides eating? We can go to the beach. We can go to New York City. We can go to London. We could go uh, to find nice things to do with your in-laws so you have good relations with them. But there's a line, okay? And this discussion is best done between the dads. You and her dad, practical people. Listen, you got your dean, I got my dean. I'm going to take care of your daughter. Just let's not get involved with the dean. Simple as that. Have that one frank conversation one time, you don't have to have it again. But ne- avoid that conversation, okay? And you're going to be living this odd, you know, dance that you're going to be doing and it's just going to be weird. 
So. A brother is asking, when a person is emotional in Salah and tears are flowing from his eyes and his nose, yeah, you can wipe it. You can wipe your eyes. No problem with that. Praying behind Sadafis? Yeah, but the only problem is if they utter explicit tajseem. Then no. Rashid Ahmed says, is complaining to Allah about our problems being ungrateful? No. Not at all. You may complain to Allah all you want. It is not considered lack of gratitude. Who else are you going to complain to? You can you can complain to him because he could change things. Complaining to people is no good because they can't do anything for you. It's a waste of time to complain to people. Waste of time. He can't do anything. Can we have a double intention for reading the Quran? For our own khatam and someone else. No. But you will benefit from reading the Quran anyway. But you intend the reward to go to that other person. And that person has to have died as a Muslim. What should one do if they have no motivation to study the secular sciences? Well, you could get motivated. By looking at people who succeeded in that science and look at how they live and look at what they can do and what could you do with that money, right? So get yourself motivated and sometimes some things don't need motivation. We have duty, right? There's duty. But nonetheless, if you're one of those types of people who need to be juiced up, look at the success stories in that field. IT. These IT guys, they don't go to work. They work on a laptop all day. They could they come here and work at not, nothing but facts. They come to the studio and they're working, right? Clicking away. They go to the masjid. They sit on the side, click away. So there's a lot of perks to getting such a job. So look at the people who succeeded in that field and, and find someone that you want to be like. <clears throat> okay. Is sleeping a prerequisite for tahajjud? Yes. You sleep before you pray tahajjud. Mu'mina says, what if the iftar have brother and sisters lined up food together at the table? So in line together, in front and back, in front and back? That's not right. There should be a sister's line and a brother's line. Okay? There should be a sister's line and a brother's line. Memory loss, what to do if it's really bad? No, this is medical. Go see medical uh, uh, professional. Please like the stream and support at patreon.com slash Safina Society. That's how you can support our live stream. Can you tell me regarding Haid for the Hanafis? Okay. I do nearly everything the Hanafi way. But Hayden is Tahada, I need help with the Maliki Madhab. Okay, you can be Maliki and Hayd. Why not? Nothing wrong with that. No problem with that. Melody 21 is sending a reminder. The word of Allah is guaranteed. Say it to yourself a thousand times. The promise of Allah is guaranteed. 
Allah does not play tricks. Allah does not take anything away from a mu'min. And that mu'min reacts well to that taking away. Doesn't mean he's not crying. Doesn't not mean he's not sad. But he didn't utter words about Allah and he turned to Allah Ta'ala with his sadness. You will get something ten times better. It is a guarantee. Repeat it to yourself that Allah does not lie, uh, does not tell say tricks. He does not tell you lies. He does not play games with us. And he does not... He, he always fulfills his promises. This is more certain than the law of gravity. Is it tarawih or tarawih? Sayyidah is asking, tarawih, ta, fatha, ra, fatha. In the Maliki school, says Sarah Sayyida, what are the sunnah mu'akkada we must, we need to perform? Witr, that's it. From the rawatib, from the, the prayers revolving every day, that we do every day, witr. Shafa' is a prerequisite of, or a precondition of completeness, but not validity. If you prayed one rakah by itself, it's witr. Which is not complete. You need to pray two before that as a nafila. The second most important sunnah mu'akkada to pray every single day you can never miss it, is rakatayl fajr. The two rakas of fajr. Two rakas before fajr. And they are fatiha only. No surah. Couple more questions before we wrap up. What do you do if I'm at a mixed iftar and a random brother tried to make small talk and I feel uncomfortable? Assalamu alaikum wa alaikum salam. That's maximum. Like, what else is there? Right? Unless you like have some connection and say, oh, how's so and so? Whatever. Assalamu alaikum wa alaikum salam. Unless there is a reason to talk. Right? There could be reasons, right? But. Steve says, Thank you. I was worried about Tilfiq. Tilfiq, likewise, the sister above that says, I was forced to pick and choose. That's not picking and choosing. If there's a reason, it's not picking and choosing. If there is a reason to dip into another school of thought, that's why they exist to solve hardships upon us. You should not feel guilty about that. Picking and choosing is when you're lazy. And your nafs is involved. Okay? Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Read Surah Sabbah Isma Rabbik Al-A'la often in your salah to strengthen your memory because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in that uh, surah سَنُقْرِئُكَ فَلَا تَنْسَى Hellish Razor says this Shi'i sister, what if she does taqiyah the whole time they're married? That's the problem. Never know. I want to attend lectures. I feel conflicted, but the organization does too much free mixing. Okay. Even the line for iftar is men and women. 
either don't go or you go and you just avoid everyone else. Like the lines at ShopRite and, and, and Trader Joe's are, and, and Stop and Shop and all those lines and Macy's and all those lines are mixed too, right? So we could avoid, if you have to be there, like you, you'll never, you're, there's no other way to get any Islamic environment except this. Then you find a way to avoid it, right? So either that or you don't go at all. You have to make the ju- that, that judgment call. What are the two students of Abu Hanifa? Well, Abu Yusuf al-Qadi and Muhammad ibn al-Hassan al-Shaybani. It's Muhammad ibn al-Hassan al-Shaybani. Okay. Those are the two shiuch that uh, derive from Abu Hanifa. Zaydi Shi'i. It's haram to marry them, yes. It's haram to marry the Mubtadi'a, it's haram to pray behind them. Is arguing a lot haram? Yes, it is. What if it's about sports? Yes, still. Okay, still. Any argumentation takes hearts away from each other. Okay, argumentation takes the hearts away from each other. What's one thing I could do this Ramadan to elevate my iman and think well of Allah? Well, very quickly, it is the dua during tahajjud. Okay. When you wake up for suhoor, even if you don't eat suhoor and you're not fasting even, the dua of tahajjud. Okay. Are we blurry? Are we blurry? We're good? How can you know the difference between waiting and your du'a not being accepted? The Prophet ﷺ said, your du'a is not accepted when you stop making it. Okay. You will get your answer, okay, provided and so long as you are not rushing it. They say, what is rushing it? O Messenger of Allah, the Prophet ﷺ said, it is that a person says, I asked and I didn't get an answer and I stopped making dua. As long as you are asking, the door is open. Okay. Can awliya inspired with knowledge of the future events for people that they gaze upon? It is possible, yes. It's possible for a wali to know about a person's past or future if Allah shows it to them. Yeah. It's called mukashafa. For example, saying Abu Bakr had mukashifa about his wife, that she's going to have another girl. Okay, so when Sayyidina Abu Bakr sat with Sayyidina Aisha, and he said, "This is your portion of the inheritance, and this is the portion of you and your two sisters." Sayyidina Aisha said, "I only have one sister, Asma." He said, "No, your mother's pregnant, and she's going to have a girl." It's mukashifa. The link tree in the Instagram bio TikTok doesn't lead to the Safin Saudi page. All right, we'll have to have the Shabab fix that. I don't know how to. Pl- I don't know how to do that stuff. I don't know how to play TikTok. I never been on TikTok. I had TikTok for about a week, and that was raps. 
Is it recite, compulsory to recite the Quran with Tajweed? Surah Al-Fatiha is compulsory. You don't have to know the rules of Tajweed, but you have to recite it with Tajweed. How should we just do Salah on a long flight? That's one of the big uh, nawazil. You just pray it at the time that's out the window. So you look out the window. If you see Fajr is in, you pray Fajr. You look out the window. If you see it's dark, then you pray Maghrib and Aisha. Can Muslim... Is taking a nap or sleep a prerequisite for praying Tahajjud? Tahajjud has the, the, the attribute that you woke up for it. So you should sleep a little bit for Tahajjud. Enough that it was a heavy sleep. That you felt like you had to wake up. How do you inculcate the love of serving in teenagers who just want to laze around and are happy to be served by elders? This is Suzala Rahim. This, I have very little tolerance for this stuff. You don't need to love to serve. You're going to serve. You're going to serve. No tolerance for this stuff. Lazy being served? Get up. You want to get hit? Do you love to not get hit? That should be your motivation. SubhanAllah. Adab is not something that's going to be something that you're going to enjoy. You enjoy it later on in life. You enjoy the, the, the security of uh, not getting yelled at and scolded and, and chased around. Okay? No tolerance for this stuff. Get up. Move the chairs. You, Grandma going around cleaning up the kitchen table from iftar and you're sitting on your butt? Oh my goodness. Even in our masjid, if an old man gets up and he's moving a chair, one of the youth is going to get up. Okay? You don't have to be happy doing everything. That's the rule. But you have to do it. It's called a duty, a responsibility. You don't need to be happy. You think I'm created as your parent to make you happy all the time? Or to raise you. You think I'm happy raising you? Do you think I'm enjoying this? Teenage phase? I'd rather you stay at two years old. Forever. The funnest age. One to two to three. But I'm telling you, they turn out the best. Those kids turn out great. You have iftar, you have suhoor, you have dinner. And all of a sudden, boom. No one says a word. Everyone's moving in. The place is cleaned up in 10 minutes. Because it was set right in the beginning. And when they got lazy and checking if they can get away with it. That's what they're doing. They're checking if they can get away with it. Boom. Happened again. Oh, I couldn't get away with it. Couldn't get away with it. Couldn't get away with it. I'll never get away with it. Then that phase is over in their mind. Then they realize like, oh, life is actually better when we're all in order like this. Everything's orderly. You make your bed, right? You change the cat food. You change the cat litter. You clean up after dinner. You participate in preparing the dinner. Everything is fast, quick, right? Orderly, clean. They start to like it. Now they start seeing someone else, okay? Lazy, and they hate that attribute. They see that lack of adab or that laziness, and they hate that attribute, right? So... I think that's how tarbiyah does, how, how it works. That's how tarbiyah works, if you ask me. 
What do you think of the masjid giving us a flat number amount of money for each member for zakat? Yes, that's zakatul fitr. Zakatul fitr is different from zakatul mal. Zakatul fitr is a set number of money, of dollars, $12 per person in the family. That's zakatul fitr, not zakatul mal. Zakatul mal, of course, different is, is zakat on your wealth and your savings. That's different. That's going to be different for every person. Can you do a small stream on what to do in Etikaf? Yes. The dhikr on Thursday nights, we'll find a way to, 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 put, to put it up, inshallah. Is it haram to put a structure over a grave? There's a difference of opinion on that, on the, based on the purpose. If it's out of kibr, then it's always haram. Traveling to the beach as Muslims. Yeah, you can go to the beaches that have that are more empty than not. But if you go to a beach that's filled with people who are not dressed in a way that you're going to get sins for that, then you're getting those sins. You can't say, oh, I can't help myself. Yeah, but you took yourself there, knowing what's going to be there. So you find yourself the, the beach that um, is empty, essentially. If I miss a lot of salah, how do I do tahajjud? You do your qada in tahajjud, and it, it, it will count for you. The dua will be answered for you, inshallah ta'ala, but you do a qada, you do your qada prayers in the tahajjud time. That's how it works. All right, today we finished um, late because we started late, but let's, uh, let's close out today with dua and nur. Okay, let's close out today with Dua and Nur. Pull it up here on my phone. Yesterday we, we sort of abruptly closed the stream, which felt odd. Got to close off with some raqaiq, some dhikr and Dua. Let me find my Dua and Nur here. You have it, uh, Habib? Like on the stream? Should be on the stream. Yeah, it should be. Ryan has saved it somewhere there. On the left, you'll, you'll click around and you'll see it. Can I, in the meantime, I'll take a couple questions while you find it. Uh, how do you account for loans that you haven't been paid back yet when calculating zakah? You, you don't count them in your zakah. Can I hold the translation book of Quran while praying tarawih? No, you cannot. Is it permissible for someone who has... Uh, we answer that question. What are the rules on car financing? We have no good answer to that. We have no answers to that. Come visit Australia, inshallah we'll... Please recite Quran. Inshallah we'll release some, some recitations soon. 
is the one who rules by man-made law such as communism a kafir if he believes it's better than the sharia he's a kafir if he's just sinful about it okay like he's he knows that yes there is allah's rule and abram i feel like benefiting in this way or something like that then he's sinful if he's saying that uh, i have no choice because putin's breathing down my neck i have to rule by this that or the other then um inshallah he will will be he will be sinful but hopefully maybe less sinful but You don't see it there? All right, that's okay. I'll just read it myself then. Should zakah be paid on the same date each year? Yes. Yes. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Allahumma ja'alli nuran fi qalbi wa nuran fi qabri wa nuran fi sam'i wa nuran fi basari ونورا في شعري ونورا في بشري ونورا في لحمي ونورا في دمي ونورا في عظامي ونورا في عصبي ونورا من بين يدي ونورا من خلفي ونورا عن يميني ونورا عن شمالي ونورا من فوقي ونورا من تحتي اللهم زدني نورا واعطني نورا واجعل لي نورا وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم Let's read another word. Word for رزق اللهم سن وجوهنا باليسار ولا توهن بالاقتار فنسترزق طالبي رزقك ونستعطف شرار خلقك ونشتغل بحمد من أعطانا ونبتل بذم من منعنا وأنت من وراء ذلك كله أهل العطاء والمنع اللهم كما سنت وجوهنا عن السجود إلا لك فسن عن الحاجة إلا إليك بجودك وكرمك وفضلك يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين اغننا بفضلك عمن سواك وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله سيدنا محمد وهب لنا به صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم من رزقك الحلال الطيب المبارك ما تصون به وجوهنا عن التعرض إلى أحد من خلقك واجعل اللهم لنا إليه طريقا سهلا من غير فتنة ولا محنة ولا منة ولا تبعة لأحد وجنبنا اللهم الحرام حيث كان وأين كان وعند من كان وحل بيننا وبين أهله واقبض عنا أيديهم واصرف عنا وجوههم وقلوبهم حتى لا نتقلب إلا فيما يرضيك ولا نستعين بنعماتك إلا فيما تحبه وترضى برحمتك يا رحمة الرحمين اللهم إن كان رزقنا في السماء فأنزل وإن كان في الأرض فأخرج كان معسرا فيسر وإن كان بعيدا فقرب وإن كان حراما فطهر وإن كان قليلا فكثر وإن كان معدوما فأوجد وإن كان موقوفا فأجره وإن كان ذنبا فاغفر وإن كان سيئة فامحها وإن كان خطيئة فتجاوز عنها وإن كان عثرة فأقلها وبارك لنا في جميع ذلك إنك مليك مقتدر وما تشاؤه من أمر يكون يا من إذا أراد شيئا إنما يقول له كن فيكون سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين 
Velhamdülillahi Rabbil Alemin